Hello and welcome to Green Cows Don't Fly and I'm here today with Brian. Hello Brian, thank you for meeting me before John arrives. Hello darling. Happy to meet you without him around. Well I thought we um, we have a little chat first. Um, I'm a bit worried about him. I think I've just read um, the latest chapter and I think he's gone a bit mad. I've thought that since I met him. Odd sort of fellow, isn't he? Reminds me of a director I once worked with. So I need you to do me a favour. So when he arrives, you're going to have to make an excuse and you have to um, go and buy him a flight. And we'll send him away. I think we could send him to Spain. Uh, maybe to, I don't know, um, some sort of beach. And you could just lay there and we get rid of him. How about that? Sounds like rather a splendid plan. Get rid of him. I'll stand in and by the time he comes back the fans will want me to remain. Oh, here he is. Shh, shh, don't, don't, don't. He's coming. Okay, mum's the word. Oh, hello everybody. Sorry I'm late. Well, you're not really late. It's just uh, we were we were early. But um, Brian was just saying he was, um, he was just leaving, aren't you, Brian? Yes, I must put the finishing touches to this week's stars. He's busy. Okay, so, so here we are again then. Right, well, let's start. Um, welcome to Green Cows Don't Fly, and this is episode, um, oh, I don't know, and I'm here with John. Hello, John. Hello. How's it going? All right? Yes, fine, and we have chapter nine for you today, and... Um, yes, we do. It's all I a bit... I think you'll, <laughs> you'll, you'll be reading chapter nine. I'm reading chapter nine today, yes. I've, uh, I've been sort of gargling with um, lemsips and... I don't know, whatever you gargle salt. with. Salt, apparently. Salt, to, salt, that's it, yeah. Yes, salt, salt, apparently is very, salt, very good yes. to gargle with. Yes, it's been and, like um, salt. And it's also very good now that we have a heat wave. Yeah. So replace a bit of salt. Bit, bit like porridge. See, this, that's a great sort of porridge debate, isn't it? Do you have sugar okay. or salt on your porridge? Oh, so... <laughs> I you, you I bet porridge in a heat wave. But you, you're salt. <laughs> no, you don't want porridge in a heat wave. It's too hot no. for porridge. It's like eating wallpaper. I mean, it looks like wallpaper. The traditional porridge looks off. I mean, porridge is quite trendy these days, isn't it? You have all sorts of fancy porridges. But back in the day, back in the day, when you used to have your kind of Scots porridge oats, um, which came out of the cardboard box, they sort of they sort of came up like a horrible slate grey colour. <laughs> it was like eating sort of gobs of wallpaper paste. It came out of a gar- of a cardboard box, and he remained a cardboard uh, yeah, box. Yeah, it's like a like yeah, smudged up cardboard. Of course, you have everything in there now, don't you? Shredded Honey, cardboard, nuts. You know, a bit more, bit more like sort of um, chocolate. chocolate. Also, what, what's that stuff that everybody has? You should know. I'm sure I've heard you talking about it. It's not muesli. Uh, granola, granola. That's it. It's like a set kind of granola thing. It's got all sorts of stuff in it now, don't they? I'm, ha- I'm hungry now. So I'm starving. <laughs> so I haven't had, I haven't really had any I'm not in granola for ages. I, still, I like granola for summer breakfast. But of course I'm not having... I have muesli every day. I have muesli for lunch and I make my own. I have oats and things and I mix yoghurt in it and, and um, soya milk or almond milk or whatever. And then loads of fruit and nuts. It's gorgeous. Yes, I mean, it's really nice stuff. But if I'm you buy the, if you buy the proprietary ones, you know, most of them, not unless you, go, you give a few bob for Got them. Loads of like, sugar in them. Like Dorset, they're quite nice. But you know, if you buy sort of the old, the old, the old ones, a bit like budgie food, really, isn't it? It's sort of you've got you've got one bird, one hazelnut in it, two suds, <laughs> two raisins. The rest you know, is a, dust. A, an almond and then dust. Say another one bites the dust. <laughs> dust. Say, hey. Boom, 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 boom. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, it does. But I suppose you know, I suppose we get better get on, shall we? Yeah, we should. Do what um, we, right. Do, do what we're not paid to do. 
Exactly. God, say somebody pay us. Um, what yeah, happened a lot of people talk about we Patreon. Met... We should start a Patreon, shouldn't we? Yeah, we should actually. <laughs> I don't know what we do on the. No. Yeah. More magic. Special, special content. Yeah, I don't know what we have to be. <laughs> sanity. You get the sanity when you pay. Oh yeah, sanity. I thought you said the actor. Yes, we could. Have, yes, we could, we have top guests. In fact, if you do sign up to our Patreon, the first we have, we're very excited because we pulled a bit of a coup off. We're having none other than Sir Ian McKellen in with us on our Patreon <laughs> channel. Does and he know? Bees, not yet. He will do soon. You're getting quite excited about it, aren't you? <laughs> yes. I'll, I'll try and make it so. Oh, no, that's not. I was getting no, no, Pat, Pat Stew mixed up. Yeah, well, let's go for Patrick Stewart then. Then we can keep that joke in. Yes. <laughs> Don't need to edit that one out. <laughs> okay, then. Without further right, well, ado. Where, where did we leave the gang last time, the questers? I think we had. Um, did we have. Oh, we met King Titus and the poor little yes. dragon baby that's set dragon fire baby was to there. his it was, bike yeah. basket. <laughs> It was, yeah. It's all, it's all very confusing because we record these two out of sync, basically. You know, so. Yes. I, I'm thinking of the last thing we recorded, but it's not necessarily the last thing that went out. In fact, it's not. There's normally about a two or three week lag on them. So, Something. if you tell me that's what's happening, I'll go along with that. It did, and it was about the um, amulet of Snorker around. Oh yeah. The, um, yes, that's right. Yeah. King's neck, and they have yeah. to go and put it in a frog. Toad. Exactly. Toad. Toad. Well, in the hole well, with that introduction, sort of strange island. I think we need to press on then with such a, an, an interesting uh, premise to look at, shall we? Yes, let's go. Hey! <laughs> That's really good timing. Right on time. This isn't just slung together, you know. This is one of my golf buddies, but thanks for doing that, Ron, because that came in at a very time, good time. We'll leave that in. Right. <laughs> Chapter 9. We have a boat to catch. On a circular dais... Actually, how do you pronounce that word? Huh? Is dais dais? Don't ask the foreigner. Dais. Yeah, it's a funny as well. It's a funny one. It always confuses dais. me, that. Dais. 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 Oh, hang on a minute. Thanks to, the magic, <laughs> thanks to the magic of modern technology, we've checked. I'll start again. <clears throat> on a circular dais, with a great big octagonal emblem behind them, Holographia's elders sit in three ornate throne-like seats at the head of a large, intricately carved table. Bob sits to the right, if you're looking head-on, that is. However, seen from behind, then he's on their left. <laughs> As with everything on Holographia, the whole scene is shimmering and making the questers feel rather nauseous, a little nauseous. They themselves sit at right angles to the elders along the length of the table. Grandolf, Crazel, and Moonbeam are on one side with Elogia and Pristina on the other. There's not time to discuss their perspective as a war is imminent, and that's what's happening, a council of war. They're making plans to scuffer King Tartarus's invasion. Hey, why doesn't Bob join Grandolf and Moonbeam and this side of the table, and I'll just join the girls? That's three down each side, nice and neat, says Crizel. No, I don't think so. The last thing we want for this crest is to become immolate in a sexual misconduct inquiry, says Grandolf. I don't get it, says Crizel. Perhaps that's the trouble, as you're always after it, <laughs> says Olugia. The sound of a swanee whistle's upward note fills the air. Where did that come from? Says one of the elders. 
Who knows? But I think we really need... Uh, who knows? But I think we really need to get on, says Grandolf. At that moment, a page enters the chamber and approaches the elder, who's sitting in the central chair. He whispers something into his ear. That's the page whispering into the elder's ear. He, the page, couldn't possibly whisper into his own ear. Master Smith, says the head elder. By the way, just in case you don't know or have forgotten, Grandolf's surname is Smith. The invasion may not be quite so imminent as we first thought, continues the head elder. Oh, why so, says Grandolf. Well, it appears that due to what for King T is sure to be an embarrassing cock-up, Sanchez, one of Titus's high-up types, has teleported his army, lock, stock and all smoking cannon barrels to Fartopia says the head elder. The various, <laughs> the various holographians in the chamber, political secretaries, footmen, flunkies, and so on, along with all three elders and Bob, break into gales of laughter. It seems this news is highly amusing if you're a holographian. Why is this so funny? Because Fortopia is the smelliest world in all our galaxy. It stinks to high heaven. There is a, da- there is a dense brownish-greenish mist everywhere, and everyone's eyes water constantly, chuckles the head elder. Surely they will soon see the error of their ways, though, will they not? says Grandolph. Yes, they will. But the thing is, easy wormholes will refuse to allow them through one of their portals until the army, that is, have all been shard and changed in their clothes. The smell of gets into everything, so it does. <laughs> and the only sensible course of action, following a trip to Fartopia, is to bin all your stuff, the whole kitten caboodle, says the elder. <laughs> Well, that's yet another one. <laughs> I'm pinching your lines. Should we just press on with it? Should we just have the elder saying it all, or do we need the other elders in? Yes, I will. But the thing is, easy wormholes will refuse to allow them through one of their portals until that, until they, the army, that is, have all shard and changed their clothes, so they won't. The smell gets into everything. And the only sensible course of action following a trip to Fartopia is to bin all your stuff. The whole kit and caboodle, says the head elder. Um, So Fartopia is obviously quite smelly. Yes, doesn't Um, sound very nice. No, so they live all in the green mist. (laughs) A dark brownish green, dense brownish green mist. Yes, I imagine something like a dormitory. Why don't they just move off to a different planet? They've got easy wormholes, they could just all... Take a hike and go. Couldn't yeah, but maybe, but maybe the maybe the smells developed. Maybe they're all sort of settled there, and the, the smells developed after a period maybe, of time. Yeah, or maybe the Fartopians actually like that. It could be. It could <laughs> it could be the name. It could it could be sort of goes with the name, couldn't it? Perhaps that's their. That's probably they thrive in such an environment. Well, you'd hope so. But <laughs> or maybe they can't smell. What about this? What about this for a convenient get out? Maybe they can't smell it. Oh, they exude yeah, it yes. everywhere, but but visitors smell it. A that bit could like, be. They uh, have no noses. Maybe <laughs> Fartopians have no noses. Yeah, a bit like B.O. <laughs> <laughs> you don't smell like their own. If you, yeah, if you suffer from B.O., you know, you'll never know. You'll be the last to know, won't you? You need a good friend to have a word with you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, dear. Therefore, they will have to await delivery of disposable boiler suits from their own planet before they may go through the portal. And this will take time. Time which we can turn into our advantage, says the head elder. Aha, I see. This is a happy chance then, and might afford us some extra time to perform our quest, says Grandolf. 
Yes, agrees the head elder. Very well then, tell me what we must do. The head elder takes a drag from his pipe and blows smoke, or possibly vape, or whatever those dense clouds comprise. Although whatever it is, it can scarcely be any good to bung down your lungs. I will tell the young elder to come forward, and she will tell you what you must do, says the head elder. The young elder walks forward to the front of the chamber. You must set out from this place in haste to seek out the amulet of Snorker. The amulet of Snorker, grins Crazel, who cracks up in a fit of laughter. Yes, the amulet of Snorker, repeats the youngest elder, adding, Do you want to make something out of it? Sorry, no offence, buddy, says Crazel, not caring very much for the look of the young elder's eyes, which are flashing yellow and blue as she speaks. Right, right your neck, wind your neck in then, chum. And I'm not your buddy, show some respect. And where is this amulet of which you speak to be found, says Grandolf? It's on the Lake of Seven Agonies on Holographia, says the youngest elder. I see, then at least it's to be found on this planet. Yes, but it's not quite as simple as it sounds, says the youngest elder. I knew it, says Moonbeam. Technically, it's on an island. Well, it's a lilypad, actually, which is on a plinth, which is on a concrete platform, which is at the shore of a tiny island, which is on the Lake of the Seven Agonies, which is on a bigger island, which is in a sea between two continents on Holographia, a bit like an island on a lake on the Azores, actually. Hmm, that's rather a different kettle of fish, is it not? I suppose it's too much to hope that the crossing of these oceans would be risk-free, says Grandolf. I can see you've done this kind of thing before, because, as you rightly suspect, crossing the seas will not be easy. There's a channel between both oceans which spins a deadly vortex. The vortex is all but impossible to traverse, yet traverse it you must, says the youngest elder. whoop de doo says Moonbeam, because he's from America. Parking that aside for one moment, assuming we do find, assuming we find and secure the amulet, what must we do with it? Grandolf says. You must place it into the hole in the toad. What in Glambit's name's that? It's a sculpture of a toad. The toad has a hole in its head. Placing the amulet of Snorker in the hole, then filling the hole with homemade beef gravy, will start up a holographic projection, a puzzle. To be precise. A puzzle? What puzzle? Grandalf looks puzzled. It's more of a question, really. Oh, for Glambit's sake, get on with your tale, says Grandalf. The question in question is this. How many days in a row can you play golf before your wife threatens to divorce you? Are you asking me, or is that a puzzle question? Um, this is a repeat from last week, isn't it? <laughs> it is a bit, yeah. <laughs> I think somebody's been a bit slipshod here. So this is like word by word, isn't it? Yeah, sort of. <laughs> Someone's been lazy here, hasn't he? <laughs> but they didn't know. See, they didn't. They weren't a party to it. The questers weren't a party to what they were going to have to do. No, this is like deja vu across the console. We, the readers know. We, the readers know. Mm. But it's been explained to them, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> and anyway, saved me about half an hour <laughs> with the writing. <laughs> It's the puzzle question. 
I like a puzzle. Thing is, I've been good at them since second grade, says Moonbeam, going a bit southern, y'all. Grandolf turns away from the elders and fixes Moonbeam with an interested stare. I hope that's not an idle boast, for if we do secure the amulet and the statue and whatever else, then we shall call on your expertise, my good Moonbeam, says Grandolf. Moonbeam quickly wishes he had not been so boasty about his impressive puzzling prowess, but by now it's too late. His name is in the frame and he will be in the hot seat. I suggest we capitalise on this little piece of good fortune and we set off at once. Can you give us some directions? We can do much better than that. We will provide you with a vessel and a sea captain who has much experience, says the head elder. The sound of trumpets rings out across the chamber and an unseen hand throws open the doors wide. A page with a loud voice announces, Captain Cartano. No, sound too much like Randolph. It Captain Cartano. Yeah. Uh, a Spanish one. <laughs> Captain Cartano has arrived. There you go. <laughs> An imposing figure, not a hologram, strides into the chamber. He has long, flowing golden hair and wears a smart uniform, which... Sorry. He has long, flowing golden hair and wears a smart uniform, which he fills out with a muscular body. His appearance is not unlike that of someone from a Hollywood blockbuster. He looks around the chamber and bows low. Spotting Elogia and Pristina, he smiles at them and winks. Captain General Cardano, at your service. Elogia and Pristina look at one another and sigh. Krazel looks mightily pissed off. And Mumim just looks confused. Now, I am delighted to meet you, Captain. Grandolf Smith is my name, leader of the quest. And if I'm not mistaken, I believe we have a boat to catch. Well, and that was chapter nine for you. Yeah, and um, they're all all going to sea by the sound of things next. Yeah, off on a boat to go and find... Um, ha, there's a bit of continuity problems. Mm-hmm. The Amulet of Snorker is not on the island. The Toad is on the island. Ah. The Amulet of Snorker is actually around King Tight Arse's neck. Oh, blimey, right. Oh, well, we're going to have to work on that. So they're going to head in the wrong direction, basically. Yeah. Well, where have we got to go? Where have they got to go? Well, they're going to the island of... What is it? Seven Agonies, isn't right, it? Right, OK, well, well, for, for, for reasons best known to me at this stage, they need to have a bit of a sea voyage. <laughs> and they oh, need they to, will. And they need to get that vortex. That vortex has got a... a, a there's something there's going something. on with that vortex. Oh, yeah, that vortex yeah. has got, 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 got potential. Mind you, well, we'll, well, all will be revealed next... Well, I don't know if it will be revealed next week, but we'll see what happens it'll, next week. It'll continue next week. It will continue, certainly. Oh, I can just see uh, Brian's just back. Oh, Brian's coming back. Yes, here he comes. He, he has a sex, second sense, doesn't he? He knows when it's his turn. Yes. Oh, by the way, B, that thing we spoke about, I think I have a better solution. I'll email you later. Aye, aye. What's those secrets? Oh, no, 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 no. I'm just, um, uh, he, he's just, um, he's just had an idea, that's all. You know, one of these, um, boring ideas. Ah, okay. Just, he, yeah, he's okay. Trying to, I'm trying to get you a holiday. Oh, right, okay. Fair enough. He's, he's, he's paying for it. Oh, right. Anyway, okay. Brian, um, time for the horoscope. Your stars. By Mystic Brian. Horoscope for Davina. This week the stars are in your favor. Romance is at your door. A man called Ziggy will bring you stardust and serenade you from the balcony. But beware, he's the man who sold the world, 
So unless you put some rules down from the get-go, you may be destined to live on Mars. Gemini is retrograde which means at the end of the week, chuck-chuck changes are ahead. Someone at work, a new employee called Jean Genie, will cut your hair for no reason other than she's sitting behind you in a meeting, but don't worry, you'll be pleased with the result and she'll be your hero. Davina is a listener from Carshalton, who, contacted the show and asked for a personal reading. And don't forget. You can. 2. Email us at gcdontfly at gmail.com Yes, thanks Brian, and don't forget you can also use that email address to contact the show about absolutely anything. And, uh, well, it's been a packed show, hasn't it been? It certainly has, and a um, David Bowie. <laughs> David Bowie, yeah. <laughs> I didn't know, Brad. I can just see Brad with a with a mullet and makeup. You know, back in the seventies, he was probably yeah, platform uh, boots, platform boots, platform green, shoes. green ones, green ones, I think, and a, and a, a green one piece um, jumpsuit, lame jumpsuit, yes. and uh, yes, that those was scissor cut hard. hair, mm. yes. <laughs> Well, and with that image, we shall yeah, leave you. I think for that's going to haunt, going to haunt me to next week. So, uh, <laughs> cheer you all. Bye. Good. Bye. <laughs>